0: For 30 years, <laughs> I gave y'all trapped in the closet, <laughs> feeling on your booty, Robert. age ain't nothing but a number, Robert. and so many other clues, <laughs> and this is how you repaid me, Robert. I don't have anybody left in my corner, 30 years, Hey
1: brother, okay brother, okay,
0: oh man that's Hold almost down. a decade, who the hell is this, oh this is my crisis manager, oh, how am I doing, Oh more, you killing it right now, kids. Who you looking real good out here. Do I look sympathetic? Damn, especially when you scream to that at that lady, man, real you classic. Too. Crisis averted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Dorian. AKA Mobile. Or mobile? Mobile, mobile.
0: hey <laughs> Bible. I don't know, because Alabama's <laughs> right beside you.
1: I, I mean, and I've been to Mobile, like I know where it is and all that stuff, but yeah. I mean, we'll just blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. From. I just want to know where the gold at. <laughs> I think I have seen that video. Like, that sounds very familiar, you, you but it's have been a long time. It. Yeah, <laughs> It's so much like, you know, Junk out there that my brain just kind of consumes and then dumps, consumes and then dumps, and, and, then dumps and <laughs> so on and so
0: forth. So, how are you tonight, Zoya? I am just fine. Um, it's Monday. So, I've, well, by the time y'all hear this, Monday, it's Thursday. Monday, but it's Monday, Monday. right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's Monday after daylight savings, oh, and yes. I am tired <laughs> because. I just every year it gets worse and worse. I'm like, but I need that hour. And um, apparently, Trump today was like, we got to get rid of daylight savings. I'm like, it's really weird to me when I agree with him on things, it just (laughs) really grosses me out. But I'm like, yeah, dude, it's time for it to go.
1: (laughs) You know, I thought about that because more and more states are starting to look at doing away with it. But do you think that would ever happen for us in the South? Um, Because the purpose is for, you know, farming and whatnot. And because. You know, we do so much of the nation's farming. I just
0: wondered if you think that would ever happen here. I feel like everybody plays with it from time to time. Even Texas has. But then the confusing thing about Texas is we're technically two time zones. We're mostly central, and then El Paso has its own time. So I'm like, would it be called Texas time? Will El Paso get with our like plan, or are they still going to be like on Arizona's time because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. and it's just it's very confusing <laughs>
1: listen I I had a cousin that used to say that we were on Alabama time <laughs> mm-hmm. because they lived in Florida and so that was Florida time and this was Alabama time so when mm-hmm. you said like Texas time <laughs> that made me think about her and we were little but even though we were little like I was trying to explain time zones and she's like no we're on Alabama time we're in Mississippi so it's Mississippi time I live in Florida I'm on Florida time.
0: (laughs) so I was like okay (laughs) to be fair like even like when I come home to Mississippi because y'all are so far east of me like the sun sets like way earlier than it does in Texas so I feel like we Mm. should have our state time but it should not have daylight tamings. for
1: some reason I was under the impression, like, Texas was in a different time zone. Like, I don't know what made me think that. And I Mm -hmm. didn't realize we were on the same time zone until um, probably about mm, four or five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I was making a comment. I was in a group chat (laughs) and um, my friends in that particular group chat, it's only three of us in this one and one lives in Atlanta and the other one lives in Houston, Texas. And so I thought (laughs) for some reason (laughs) and I was like, girl, you know, she an hour behind me and she's like, girl, no. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, for real? (laughs) Yeah, girl. So, so, you know, time zones and shit. (laughs) But anyway, so other than it being Monday, behind daylight savings time, how's everything
0: going? What are you drinking? Everything's going good. I went to Houston for the weekend, and it was just fun walking around without a jacket for two days, and then came Mm. back and had to wear a jacket. Um, (laughs) uh, I am drinking yet another big text Because I do like, you know Whiskey and whiskey cocktails
1: Sounds delish (laughs) So Tonight I am drinking I should have done a drum roll (laughs) Okay I am drinking (laughs) What are you laughing at? Your (laughs) pies Did you forget? (laughs) No, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking Slow and Low Rock and Rye as our good friend of the pot. Becca has really put us onto this a while back, but this is my first time actually trying it.
0: Really? Like I never,
1: I because I couldn't find it. And then, um. I, and and to think, to think, I saw it in one of the dustiest liquor stores. <laughs> I ran in there to get some bourbon (laughs) and I don't really go to this one that often, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's really close to me and it's quick. So I went to that one and they're so dusty and it's like, it is the small town. It's just the epitome of small town liquor store. Like they don't have a wide variety of anything, Mm -hmm. but I went in there and sitting at the counter, (laughs) they had the the slow and low rock and rock cans. So I grabbed a few of them. Mm-hmm. And this is my first time trying it and uh it is very strong.
0: <laughs> yes, girl. I, I would have mean... said put some ice on it, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i was thinking like should i have should i have had this with like a coke
0: or something like no i drink it straight it's just on ice
1: (laughs) oh god it's been in the it's been in the refrigerator since um
0: the ice is to water it down
1: Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. we might have to take a commercial break (laughs) so for those of you who've never had it it is 84 proof so let's just start right there Mm-hmm. And it is made with straight rye, straight rye whiskey. <laughs> wow, I've been. Tr- this is my oh. second one, y'all. <laughs> oh. Okay, straight rye whiskey,
0: <laughs> raw honey, navel orange, rock candy, and bitters. Mm. <laughs> It's like um, if you ain't trying to do too much to make it old fashioned, it's a good old fashioned. Yeah,
1: that's what I well, so. I
0: never knew what
1: it consisted of until mm-hmm. I bought them, and then I was reading. I was like, oh, so this is kind of old fashionedy.
0: Yeah, but old fashions yeah. are also strong.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see the um the old fashioned that I made from the kit that Becca sent us, mm-hmm. I kind of put a
0: little splash of water in it to, yeah. to
1: kind of help so I don't know I maybe I should have done that but go, this go is...
0: take a break now and put a splash of water in your <laughs> racket right
1: no I, I I actually have a um thermos of water because I'm drinking water in between because Aww. my organs are begging for it <laughs>
0: Magnesium.
1: <laughs> on the weekends, like I ball out of control on the weekends. Yeah. So by Monday, my organs are like water, 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 water. So most of the time when we're recording and I'm drinking, I also have water here with me. Yeah. So I'm just taking sips of water in between sips. Of- <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I really haven't been up to much. I. I figured I would take this time to just tell everybody what I've been watching. So I started Umbrella Academy. God kicked. Eighty-four proof, right in my mouth. Okay, Um, Umbrella Academy. It is so good. Diego is hot, and I want to do it to him. And everybody needs to watch it. And it just renewed, everybody who knows me know I love Mary J. Blige, but it like renewed my love for Mary. I love her in this show. I love her in this role. Um, if you have, I'm not gonna say anything else about it, because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but if you like um, like superheroes and that sort of thing, I think you'll really like the Umbrella Academy. Oh shit! Umbrella Academy! You know.
0: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's about all. Oh, um, and American Gods season two started last night. It was really good. Uh, Took me for a few surprises. And then did you get to watch the HBO thing with Adnan?
0: No. I was in uh, that book. So uh... I have to finish that book. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watch- reading um, American Marriage by Tayari Jones and it's really good I, I actually like her writing but yeah I'm in this book I'm halfway through it I just had to finish it so like first Doyen text
1: and she was like this book is so sad <laughs> and then later she texts and she's like this book is great you should read it and then the last text was like update I'm pissed <laughs> But to me, those are the things that make a great book. And they can make you feel all those feelings. So I'm definitely going to check that. <laughs> I,
0: guess. I feel those feelings regularly. So I don't need a book to, like, channel that through me. But, um, yeah. It, it's a well-written book, but it's making me mad. It's taking me through. But it's okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm also glad when a book really just captures me and I don't want to do anything but read the book. Yeah. Um, Cause I have a very long list of books that I'm supposed to be reading right now. So, yeah,
1: really same, same. Also, okay, well, I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, I told you, I shame still... to go to the. <laughs>
0: please, please pay them two thousand so oh, dollars.
1: <laughs> I have a library book, y'all. No lie, <laughs> that. As been I I've had that book since 2004 mm. <laughs> it is Dr. Seuss's hooray for different do for day <laughs> I know exactly where it is
0: but I'm too embarrassed to take it back <laughs> these foreign babies want to read some Dr. Seuss <laughs> and you won't give them their book <laughs> I'm too
1: embarrassed and I had some other books that I had for a long time, too. But a fr- I got, like, I talked a friend of mine <laughs> to taking them back, so I wouldn't have to. Yeah.
0: And- <laughs> and Everybody so- <laughs> else but Chris, support your local library. Chris cannot. Listen,
1: I want to do the right thing. Like, I really do, but I'm so embarrassed.
0: She does so not deserve the library.
1: <laughs> this library, okay, so my library in my hometown has a drop box. And whenever I used to be late, I would use the Dropbox because that way I wouldn't be embarrassed. Because y'all, yeah, I like, grew up in the library, so it was very important to me to return my books on time. And when I didn't, it was embarrassing
0: to me. So Uh-oh. I would just use the Dropbox.
1: But this one doesn't have a Dropbox, so what am I supposed to do?
0: Oh, how the mighty have fallen! <laughs>
2: oh.
0: <laughs> Obama oh, was president oh, <laughs> when I'm that just, book was out. Listen, listen. <laughs> listen.
1: I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it and cause it's boxed up. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna get it out of the box. And listen, I have lived in like four different places and that box, that book just gets boxed up and travels with.
0: This is a poor life decision.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get it, and I'm going to give it to my friend because she goes to the library all the time. And I'm going to give it to her to take back for me. Because...
0: Please, please send $45 for your dues.
1: <laughs> and then, oh, and then to make matters worse, at one point they were running a special. Like, all you had to do was, like, bring so many canned goods and they would forgive <laughs> you for your... But I didn't find out about it until, like, Towards the end and I was so busy <laughs> to do it. I'm
0: done with you. Anyways, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Moving along. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, so <laughs> the first subject um Chris picked. <laughs> wow. Really? And,
1: uh, uh, wow. Here's a you bus. really just gonna do me like that? Here you are under wow. Um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, we
0: gotta talk
1: I did about... put in parentheses
0: that I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so we gotta talk about first of all, I'd like to talk about the SNL skit first. <laughs> yes! So, um, no surprise, we're talking about R. Kelly and his interview with Gail King. But uh Kina was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was like, oh, your name's not Jail King. <laughs> Why <laughs> am I here? <hitting?" laughs> it, it was so funny. Like y'all had to like literally I was like, oh, I have to watch SNL so I can watch this. But all of the skit was at the beginning, so I didn't really even have to watch yeah. SNL. I just watched the skit and I was done. <laughs> and then he was like, I've given
1: y'all so many hits and Trapped in the closet, filling on your booty, and so many other clues. (laughs) It was good. It was good. It was funny, and you know, I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh, but I did.
0: Um, Yeah. So the actual. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk
1: about the interview,
0: which is still hilarious. Yeah. So I actually still never sat down and watched the whole interview but the memes around either. it were hilarious especially when he was like uh, when they were talking about how Gail did her same hand things that he did <laughs> I hollered
1: in my office I hollered when Gail are you an older man <laughs> and I'm doing the hand motion to y'all right. know are I'm you an older I like- man that like younger women he's <laughs> like I'm an older man that likes all <laughs> Listen, like, Gail is not always my favorite person, but she has now been elevated to auntie status for right. me,
0: okay? She was already auntie status from um Megan's Yes, from Megan's <laughs> baby, baby, baby shower. From Megan's baby shower. I mean, she had that reused Target gift bag, but like she did not come to <laughs> play with these hoes I was like, Kelly.
1: Oh my god, oh my god. <sighs> she just, like, <laughs> the but, entire
0: time yeah like there's the pictures of him like getting up and yelling and she's just looking at him like are you done
1: <laughs> and, okay so i did not watch the interview
0: but i, I saw enough clips
1: <laughs> so that one was so funny he got he was he was pitching the ultimate temper tantrum mm-hmm. and she was handling him like a mom would i mean mm-hmm. she just he was screaming i fight for my life and <laughs> he stood up over her, which was like, damn, bro. And she was sitting there. And she just went, Robert, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was about to tell him, go to the time out. Go, go get it. in the corner. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> one thing I, I do like about Gail and what she did was, so I watch um, CBS in the morning, mm-hmm. and she's one of the anchors on that show. And so they were asking her a lot of questions about the interview. And she said that, in contrast to a lot of the clips that were going around, that it really was a very coherent interview. Mm-hmm. She said that she felt like he, you know, needed that space. She said he was very emotional. He needed that space to let it out.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so the rest of her co-anchors are white. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they all said was, oh my God, were you frightened? I was so frightened for you. And when he stood up and all that different stuff. And even though I too, when he stood up, went, whoa, even though I did, I'm so glad that on national television, Gail was like, no, I wasn't afraid. She's like, I mean, he was just being emotional. He wasn't angry. He was passionate. She said that, she said, you know, I worried I might have gotten hit by mistake, but I didn't think he was going to hit me. She said he wasn't angry. He was just passionate. And I was so thank- Like, of course, R. Kelly does not deserve that grace, mm-hmm. but I was so thankful that that's the way she responded to it. Yeah. Because how many times are we deemed angry for our passion, you know? Mm-hmm. And how many times do, you know, police see us as a threat and take action when that may not need to be the case, when that rarely ever is the case? So I was so glad she handled it in that way. But it was just, and then she talked about. Okay, so did you? So did you see any of the clips?
0: I looked at the memes.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm almost certain that I sent you some clips. So are you saying you didn't see what I sent you? Okay, 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 okay. That's how you do me during um, women's history month. Okay, so. <laughs> Like, the next day, they were showing clips of the girls, the two that are living with him now. Mm -hmm. And Gail said that he was not supposed to be in the room. See, I interviewed them. I remember you saying that. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Thank you you for remembering
1: my words. (laughs) She said that he was not supposed to be in the room he was apparently hiding behind a wall (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and several times after, after a couple of specific questions, he would cough really loudly to let them know that he was still in the room and that he was asking his, I don't know if that's his manager or if that's the person that he's hired to kind of like crisis management type person. I don't know who it was, but anyway, his person that was with, Him after certain questions, he would ask that person, Hey, should we stop this interview? And, but what I thought was so great is the reason why we have that information, other than Gail could hear him coughing, but the reason why we have the other information is because her makeup guy pulled out his phone and recorded it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, Yes, like, thank you for knowing when you hear pertinent information that the rest of us need to know. Yeah. So
0: it was just like, Wow, wow. I don't know. His fixer, his PR agency. Everybody just needs to be fired. Like But honestly, like I don't even know how you could be a good PR situation for something that's just so obvious is what he's done. You know Okay. So to me and I guess to the rest of us as well,
1: this made matters like so much worse. Like it made matters so much worse. But my good friend Sean um, said in our group chat that she works with a lot of lawyers and she said that the lawyers in her office all said that he did that interview on purpose to tamper with the jury pool. So I'm like, okay, oh. well, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, it just makes matters worse when you're hollering and screaming and saying that your your
0: sickness is that you have a big heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why about you love all women, <laughs> including underage kidding. ones like i'm just like <laughs> you do, <laughs> when you add the word all you're including the underage group that we're asking you about like i don't saying like did you miss logic classes and math i don't know but, but i mean to be fair yes because <clears throat> like both sides are going to be trying to pick a very neutral Party. It is going to be very hard to pick a very neutral party yes, when he's it is. out here showing his ass. It ads. is. It is. I'm going to pull up
1: a tweet because I thought it was pertinent. Okay. So part of the reason why I added <laughs> I added Aura to this week's show, even though I personally did not want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> was because of a tweet by um Ed Palmer said what also his twitter handle is black and miles so you know he a real nigga okay and he said i need black people to be intellectually honest you don't hear about Weinstein or Woody Allen because I guess I have to read his tweet exactly like he worded it (laughs) because your black ass don't even know who they are. You know R. Kelly, so that's why you hear more about him. They've been talking about Woody for years. You just didn't know. Now, (laughs) while I don't agree with his entire sentiment because people definitely have at least heard of Woody Allen or Harvey Weinstein, but They are not a part of our um, cultural reference. Mm -hmm. So we're not keeping up with them. And they're not in the forefront of news that we see like R. Kelly would be. Yeah. So he makes a very good point because people are always arguing about, you know, why haven't there been documentaries? And that's, uh, you know, people are always arguing about why there are documentaries about Weinstein, saying they didn't do this and do this, and they didn't do what, and you got Woody, I, I was going to say Woody Harrison. I'm sorry, Woody, I didn't mean to put you in this.
2: Woody
1: <laughs> Allen. <played> him alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you in this. That is a good man. <laughs> and he's sexy when he get a haircut. <laughs> Woody Allen. And it's like, okay. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. Okay. So there have been plenty of documentaries about both men. (laughs) They just haven't been aired on Lifetime, and they were not marketed to you because you are not the target demographic. Weinstein, even now as we speak, has a documentary that is at, um, what's the name? Sundance. So it's coming to a theater near you. Mm. It's not going to be on Lifetime. Stop. Stop.
0: What help me here, Dorian, What am I trying to say? What am I trying? Like, uh, I just because I I know there's a problem <coughs> because black men and women are villainized to another level. They're like you don't typically see white people villainized too, but at the same time, wrong is fucking wrong. Just right. because he's getting dragged does not mean that he should have any kind of leniency because (laughs) at the end of the day he's fucking wrong bill cosby is fucking wrong no matter what and i don't care who's doing it like i understand we want to feel a little bit warm. this is our family it's our color but it's just it doesn't matter it's wrong
1: Okay, so you bring up a
0: great point
1: (laughs) when you say it's our color, it's our family. Because for me, the larger point here is about Black women and Black girls. You know, people want to talk about nothing is happening to Weinstein, you know, or um, everybody. Why are they being so quickly to bring the hammer down on Black men? Weinstein was indicted and he is already in court. He is already going through the process that Mm -hmm. R. Kelly has not even been through. Mm -hmm. And this happened relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. Cosby has already had his day in court and that happened relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, we look at the years that it took for them to even take R. Kelly to court the first time. Mm -hmm. And then look at all the years in between then and now that it has taken for them to take him again, yeah. The difference in the fucking in those, video, <laughs> the difference in those sets of men is that white women were believed immediately. Mm-hmm. Black women and black girls have to prove their victimhood. Mm-hmm. Cosby dealt with mostly white women. The only black woman I remember that that set spoke out about him was Beverly Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those were all white women. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, Cosby never denied what he did. He didn't think it was anything wrong with it, but he never denied what he did. Weinstein, white women. The only black woman I know to speak up was Lupita, and he quickly shut that down. Mm -hmm. That's it. White women don't have to prove their victimhood in the same way that we do. Right. And I, I hate to have to, you know, make that point that this is not an issue of the system trying to come down on the black man. It's actually an issue of black women not being believed. I hate to make that point because this system isn't built for us and it is, it it never has been. And it doesn't work for us. But for me, the larger issue at hand is that we always have to prove our victimhood and we got to prove it to us. And more specifically, we have to prove it to other black women because that's who the fuck keep coming to his defense all the time. And it's just, it's sad. It is, it, it is, I, I, can't, I can't think of a word harsh and encompassing enough to describe what that is. Because so many people who are trying to prove points that don't need to be proven, mm-hmm. so many of these people are too intelligent for that. Like, you should know better. Yeah. You, should, you should know better. It ain't got shit to do with the price of tea in China. <laughs> if that nigga <laughs> is guilty of messing with little girls, then that nigga need to go to jail. And furthermore, some of the people that I hear making all these, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? Bitch, I know you saw the tape because I saw it. I know Mm -hmm. you saw the tape. Like people that are in my age range and older, I know you saw the tape. I know you saw it. I saw it. And as I said before, several girls on that tape, looked like they could have easily passed for 18, 19, 2021. 20, but that one girl in particular looked like she was goddamn 12 years old. She had a scrunchie in her hair. She looked 12. Like and and I guess too, Doyen, we have to grow up. And we have to mature and when you when you know better, you do better. And you have to be able to call yourself out and know when you've been wrong. I was wrong for how I interpreted that that video and how I felt about those girls back then, I was dead-ass wrong. I was dead-ass wrong about the way I looked at Anita Hill back then. I was dead-ass wrong about the way I looked at Monica Lewinsky, even though with those cases, I was much younger. And I'm looking at it from the standpoint of how I heard my family look at it. Mm -hmm. But still I was dead-ass wrong. And when you grow up and you learn what it means to be a woman today, you do better and you yeah. support each other and yeah. that's it i'm gonna climb down off my soapbox and i mean yeah. it this time god damn it we're not <laughs> talking about aura again <laughs> yeah I
0: think, yeah i think the biggest thing to me is um as a black woman seeing other black women deal with this is like our race has been played so much with so many sexual violence so so many right. sexual violence. So much sexual vali- I knew violence violence. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually by like family friends, you know, family. Right. You know, for generations. And so for people to not believe victims, it really like personally gets my guilt. So yeah, I'm done. I don't wanna talk yeah. about him.
1: I mean, exactly. And people were also bring up the point of him having gone to jail and Nobody the other men didn't go to jail. Yes, the fuck they did. The difference is they had money to bail out. He didn't. Money. (laughs) I mean, okay, and he's and the second time he was in jail for child support. So,
0: girl, yeah. Anyway. Back to jail for being broke. (laughs) (laughs) Banas. Right. Um, so moving along. uh this is more uplifting. I'm sorry that we had to drag out through this. <laughs> I to like, get it out of the way, like get it out of the way. Just had to go to therapy for a second. But um, the next one was actually it's just a really great story. So, um, like I say, like Black History Month was very touch and go for us. So I'm oh, glad God. that it's just like extending into March.
1: But you know, it really does seem like we're trying to make up
0: for it, <laughs> and I am appreciative. So, basically, um, I think there's about 150 historical statues in New York City, but right now there's only five of them that are women. So, um, there's this new initiative called She Built New York City Initiative, which was in a mission to change that. So, under the program, which was led by the New York City First Lady, Sher- Shalane McRae, which sure. I have loved her like ever since like her husband won. I was like, Oh, I like her. Like <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and then uh, Deputy Mayor Alicia Glenn and then the Department of Cultural Affairs. They brought together these three next women that they're gonna be honoring with their own monument. The first one was Shirley Chisholm. And Shirley was born in Brooklyn, but she was able to run for nomination in the of a major political party so she very much um especially when people talk about obama we talk about how shirley was the first <laughs> she mm-hmm. did it first yeah <laughs> And when hillary came around we were like but no shirley did it first i want y'all to know this <laughs> <And> shirley <laughs> did it first um the next one was a Billy holiday so she was a jazz legend uh, jazz legend okay I'm, Somebody else is t- <laughs> no, no. I we are not the same. <laughs> I was just talking really fast. But Anyway, she's a jazz legend, but she's actually one of the first black women to sing with a white orchestra. And you know, all of us know about Strange Fruit and she's just amazing. So she is being her statue is gonna be <clears throat> near Queensboro Hall. And then the last one was Elizabeth Jennings Graham. And she was an educator and a civil rights icon who was forced to get out of a streetcar at Third Avenue Railway Company. And she later sued, and the lawsuit helped pave the way to desegregation of the New York transit system. So she's actually going to be over at Grand Central Station. So, yes, Lord. Cheers. We're so excited for I all of law. them. <laughs> I really love where they're putting
1: each monument. Yeah. Like, right? it, it's very significant where they're putting each one. So, I really love that. And I just thought, you know, kudos to New York. Now, if the rest of us can catch up yeah. and maybe start acknowledging, you know, some of the wonderful Black women and all women alike who have really built this country.
0: Yeah. But not Susan B. Anthony. But, anyways.
1: <laughs> uh
0: uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. Get Harriet 20s. Like, I think uh-huh. we'll We're gonna have to wait for another tub-
0: president. This
1: ain't gonna happen. I need my Tubman's. I need to tell yeah. you all that. I'm gonna need my three Tubman's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. Anyway, that
0: just popped in my head when you said Susan B. Anthony, because that's who they wanted. But anyway. <laughs> uh, the next one was about Steven Spielberg and Netflix. And so. So this article is by Vice and we super love Vice at this podcast because they just really do a great job of like explaining things. But basically, Steven Spielberg started out thinking well, he was an outsider and he didn't think he was a part of like old Hollywood. But within this like recent Oscars, when Roma came up for so many things all of a sudden, he's like, hey, we gotta put a lot of parameters around this so that they play by our rules or, like, typical old media rules in order to win Oscars. <clears throat> and honestly, it just it's so antiquated. Like, we just cannot mm-hmm. do things how we used to do in nowadays. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I was excited that Roma won, um, as much as it did. And the thing about it and Netflix has talked about this as well, is like they like being able to be available to more people than like the typical stringent going to the movies type thing. Right. And he
1: made the point about Netflix being hungry for content. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the point, dude. Right. <laughs> Don't like Netflix it. has given what remember that movie we watched that time that was like to have Monique in it and <laughs> I think it was filmed in like Hattiesburg. Oh yeah <laughs> that <laughs> like, like Netflix has given a platform for
0: you know to <laughs> the people that like yeah the traditional movie Companies would not have bought that movie, right. <laughs> and to be told, I would not have gone to a theater to see that movie. But you know, old boy deserves a chance, yeah. you know. <laughs> and even um, like, like they were talking about how Netflix is streamable in 190 countries around the world, um, Lionheart, which we've talked about before. Was a Nigerian movie that Netflix actually I think bought the rights to because it was doing so well and so well produced. So like mm-hmm. more people, like again the diaspora and African Americans here, are mm-hmm. willing to watch that because they've heard it's a great movie. In a way that like if it was stuck in Nigeria, it would not have gotten that you know right interest. And
1: that's the point. And for him to for him to argue that well it's not fair because Netflix and so I guess he's targeting all streaming platforms but mainly Netflix and um, Prime because those two have really broken the barrier. I don't think any Prime movies have won anything, but I know that Prime shows have, like, really been cleaning up, like, at the Golden Globes and whatnot. Yeah. The Marvelous
0: Miss Maisel, like, wins. Yes. But it's just, like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's just, like, you can't, and nowadays with technology, you just can't, like, be right. mad at new technology and let it pass right. you by because it will <laughs> right.
1: and and that's the point he's just mad like dude you mad oh man you big mad shaking fist <laughs> because the world is so much smaller now we don't have to go to the movies to see anything like, dude, you ever heard of a fire stick and what people can do? <laughs> <laughs> That's still in the movies. Like,
0: movie you, movie
1: <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore, right. you know? And he was just being petty about it because one of the things that he suggested was, well, first of all, he goes, if you're going to, if you're going to make a movie and set it to TV movie standards, then you're a TV movie. It's like, bruh, shut up, because Netflix is putting money into these films. These films are definitely not TV movie quality. Like, Netflix is putting a lot of money into these films. And, like, he was saying, oh, well, they should have to play in theaters for at least four weeks. Roma played in theaters for three weeks. And his other point was it, it can't be, like, just, I think Roma may be played in like maybe 150 theaters mm-hmm. or some. I may have made that up, but it was a relatively small number. Yeah, it was. But now, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times movies that win Oscars, yeah, hey, they don't be in my movie theater. A lot of times, I have to go out of my way to see these films because they're not in, you know, coming to all theaters. Right. So, chill out, dude. Just chill out. Except, yeah. except the fact that you're, you're getting old and he needs to take, um, um, I know I'm going to say it, it wrong. I, cause I always do Scorsese. <laughs> he needs to take a note from Scorsese and get in with Netflix and make things happen. Like bring your talent to these platforms. Yeah. He's he's playing the role for him to have been someone in the past who considered himself an outsider, which, in my view, he never was an outsider. Like, if your dad yeah. can rent out a theater so your little home movie can be shown, you're not an outsider. Right. But for him to consider himself an outsider, he has moved into the role of gatekeeper. And I don't think he even notices that.
0: Yeah. And I, like, like you said, like, I love that Netflix is also giving voice to minorities. So I think they. Yeah. Um, took Shonda Rhimes from ABC and Ava sure DuVernay and sure did. Um, yeah so just giving platforms to voices it was somebody that,
1: else that they there was another
0: black director but I can't remember who it was was it Terrell Alvin McCraney is he the one that did blackish I don't know <laughs> I, think
1: it's, I think it's whoever did blackish yeah. That they took that person. You know, so yeah. Netflix is out here. Don't get me wrong. Netflix surely has its problems. We know Amazon does. Yeah. But the point being is they're giving a platform to the voice. Yeah. And the gatekeepers are big mad about it.
0: Big mad. But he'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> he will be alright. Uh um, so next one. <laughs> oh. I want to say this is another like, extension of like, Black History Month gone great, but that's really petty. <laughs> but So I want
1: to I want to start this story off with a little sound bite that was used on Twitter okay. to describe what happened in this case. And da 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 with one hand held the shirt
0: with the other then switched hands and with the wallet on his ass What? with the wailing on his motherfucking ass he never forgot Twitter <laughs> is the champ I'm telling you uh, Twitter is so great um, but um so this woman <sighs> okay the thing about it is barriers are made usually yes. to protect you from something especially in zoos <laughs> but she decided that she was too good for a barrier and stepped over a barrier to take a selfie at a zoo in Arizona US which is hilarious to me because I think about like I think we went to like Niagara Falls and I stood yeah. close to the barrier and my dad was like no no come back
2: <laughs> so like I've had a
0: healthy relationship with barriers I don't really be like trying to all over it, but she stepped over it to try to take a selfie with a jaguar. And the jaguar did exactly what a jaguar is supposed to what fucking a jaguar do. is supposed to do. <laughs> and they say like her injuries were not life-threatening, but she's learned not to roll up on a jaguar. <laughs> okay? And so I guess
1: what my concern was, what a lot of the internet's concern was was that the zoo was going to euthanize the jaguar. And so everybody was like, they better not. It's that woman's fault. So the zoo has released a statement saying they ain't doing nothing to that jaguar. That he also attacked someone else a couple of weeks ago, but that person too stepped over the barrier. (laughs) And the zoo was like, you know, we can't do anything about people not following directions. And we're not going to hold the animal, the wild animal, Accountable for humans not following directions when there are barriers up for a reason, and then the zoo. (laughs) This this may have not been petty to everyone, but I don't know. It felt petty to me. But the zoo hit them with the thoughts and (laughs) prayers. I was just about to say that. (laughs) That's (laughs) The zoo hit them with the you know. You have like, yeah, my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Keep your ass out the enclosure. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, Come on, guys. Come on. I mean, what am know. I
0: saying? We're not going to do that anyway. Right. The funniest <laughs> thing was the you may also be interested in section. It was like, cannabis smoker finds tiger in a bandit house. I was like, how the fuck did you find a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> a minute. These so people be having adventure <laughs> adventures. Like,
1: <laughs> no. But how do you find a tiger in an a abandoned house? Oh, tiger in Texas. No, no. <laughs> no. This isn't India.
0: It's Texas. I'm like, no, no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they went into the house so they could smoke weed, and then found the tiger <laughs> Right.
1: in Houston, Texas.
0: Oh my God. Oh. oh.
1: I bet some. I bet it's someone who like illegally had this tiger as a pet, yeah. and they just. I guess. I guess it got to be too much for them, and they probably just put it in an abandoned
0: house. <sighs> yeah, that's funny. I don't but, know, um, but God yeah. damn! All you're trying to do is go smoke and hit right. this call. right? I'm just trying to have a little doobie, and <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's a doozy. <laughs> but I uh, no, because even like you know Stephen Irwin, which we all love, he got killed by like a stingray and so I don't fuck with these animals like that (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with (laughs) you
1: moment of transparency (laughs) so if I feel it is like um a safe environment I'm up for animal play like if it's at a sanctuary where people you know are there and they tell me it's okay so I've done things, I've done things, but I've done things and when I show my granny the pictures later, she always cusses me out okay. and she's always going, that's why I don't like for you to go nowhere. Like she <laughs> she cussed me out about letting a giraffe eat out of my hand. I'm like, granny, it's a giraffe. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, he got teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i like, Your grandma and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's just a giraffe. Yeah. And this and that was a field trip. So it was <laughs> like, that was, uh, my grandmother used to teach kindergarten. And when she got older and like her knees got bad, I was still at state. She would start sending me to go with her class on her field trips. <laughs> so it was a field trip with the kids. The kids were doing it. So I needed to do it. <laughs>
0: Why? yeah but it's fine giraffes are fine but it's just hilarious because if you look at like the suggested stories there's just so much more shit about people and animals always <laughs> i
1: i i often don't look at the suggested stories because you will fall into a quick call a a dumbass
0: shit like you. <laughs> and you'll be like what <laughs> oh. yeah so um, yeah I'm glad that the jaguar stays alive. We're still mad yeah. about Harambe. Cause Dick's we out for are. Harambe. But <laughs> Anyway. I'm glad that our jag is alive. And she needs to yes. mind her business. And take a selfie like I do. Like, just like, you know, stay on the other side of the barrier. Hey, right! Either like, half your head showing and the jaguar showing. Right. <laughs> Or half the jaguar showing, it. you show it. Like it doesn't have to be the both of y'all at the same. It doesn't have to be the both of y'all. But I do want to see her picture. I want to see what it looks like? Let's see. Let's see. All
1: right. I want to see the video that the man took of her taking the picture. <laughs> so I can cheer the jaguar on. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 done being being okay. petty and mean. Anyway, that's
0: what happening this week so (laughs) we're gonna move on to our poor life decision of the week yay (laughs) and funny enough uh like we both subscribe to shine and it's basically good for like young professional black women but they definitely were like talking about self-doubt today and we're like hey (laughs) so are we (laughs) (laughs) so our topic for today is self-doubt quickly we just want to go
1: first talk about signs that self-doubt is getting in your way Mm -hmm. like is your level of self-doubt unhealthy because a little bit of self-doubt is healthy for everyone like you know your cousin or your brother who is 49 years old and still trying to pass out their (laughs) mixtape maybe 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 need to have a little (laughs) i'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's time for, you know, to reassess some things. <laughs> um, personally, so, I
0: yeah. felt like this article was extremely rude, and I didn't need that, but it's <laughs> oh, <wow. Okay. laughs> it just tap dance on every single, you know, nerve that I had, but it was okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's
1: figure out if, our levels of self-doubt are unhealthy. Oh, no. So the first thing you need to look at is, are you constantly apologizing? Like being polite is a great characteristic, but the article says if you find yourself apologizing all day, it could be a sign of low self-esteem, especially if you've done
0: nothing wrong. Is this an issue for you, doing? Um. So something that I've had to teach myself, especially like walking in a grocery store, I realize a lot of women apologize for their presence, even when we're just walking in front of somebody who's Mm. looking at something. And so I, Mm -hmm. it is a very conscious effort to be like, excuse me, and I can keep walking. I don't have to say I'm sorry, because it's a grocery store. (laughs) Like, we all walking Right. (laughs) Right.
1: This isn't something I really have a problem with. But, I do, you know how people, with little kids, and You can tell that a parent has just beat into their child, not beat, but you know, they've really instilled in their child to say, I'm sorry. And the kid just automatically says, I'm sorry behind something Mm -hmm. that is really irritating for me. I'm not a parent and I am not judging anyone's parenting skills. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to teach your kids to be polite. You want to teach them manners, but I never did that with my nieces because I wanted them I tried my best to teach them when things were right and wrong and teach them when you are wrong and you say you're sorry. Mm -hmm. But that just apologizing just to apologize, no, that's not a habit that I have and it's not a habit that I want anyone to have. When I tell you I'm sorry for something, I'm genuinely
0: sorry. Yeah. I mean, also being Black women, there's like a certain level of docileness that's expected. (laughs) especially in very white spaces and so it's just kind of taking a step back and realizing like there's nothing to apologize for i'm just walking in right right
1: so the next one is are you second guessing yourself so (laughs) and the article says that confident people make informed decisions and stick with them people with self-doubt second-guess themselves, even if they've done their research and come to an educated conclusion. So this is another example for me where in my professional life, I'm Gucci. Well, ooh, I can't use that term anymore because fuck Gucci. So I'm Prada. In my personal life, it's all good. And Prada do and something I... too. Damn!
0: Damn! You're a baby fat. <laughs>
1: baby fat. Okay, Kamara, coming back with the baby fat. <laughs> Lord, my ass cannot fit my baby (laughs) fat jeans anymore. I don't even know if I know where they are. Anyway. (laughs) So I'm baby fat. (laughs) I'm baby fat in my professional life. Like it's all good. But in my personal life, I do second guess myself to things all the time. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um because we do have someone of an age difference. Um, I think my problem is I, I'm kind of like, so you just had to toss that in there because it explains the difference in our professional life. I feel like, but, um, I'm kind of like Dr. Strange. I come up with all these possibilities and then I'm (laughs) just like, um, I don't, like, I don't want to tell you, I don't know. I just think of like the positive and negative of it and then i get stuck between decisions <laughs> you know cuz i'm like well i could do this but there's all these negatives or i could do this and there's all these negatives and so it's like a toss up between the two and so i'm working on that but yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and i mean it comes it it does come with time um and so the last clue <laughs> that your level of self doubt may be too much but you would rather be in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, personally, I do not have this problem. <laughs> However, I'm, I don't have a problem being in the background either as long as I trust the person in the spotlight. Same thing as with being a follower. I don't have a problem following as long as I trust my leader. If I don't trust my leader, I have a problem being a follower. But again, that can be applied to my professional life And in my personal life, sometimes I would rather just be in the background.
0: Yeah, even in my professional life. I I don't mind doing the stuff in the background. I And maybe I put too much trust in other people that they'll still give me the credit I'm due. And a lot of people are not like that. I'm sorry to deal with that. No, they're not. Even in church, like, I don't mind singing in the background of the choir. Like, I think that's where I shine. Don't ask me to sing the solo but I will be on key (laughs) and I will, you know, like be on key and on beat. and I feel like I'm a really good choir singer. I don't want to sing the solo. You know, I feel the same way now. And I don't think
1: that I, you know what? I think that is where a healthy dose (laughs) comes out because I am a great choir singer. I'm going to be on key. I'm going to have all that together. My place is not with a mic in my hand. Yeah. It just isn't. Yeah. Now, I did it a few times when I was younger, like in high school, because it was fun. But um, no, that is that was not my ministry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Overall, I think the notion, because they were talking about how eliminating self-doubt leads you to the life you want. And so I have a cousin who literally recently just graduated with her MBA. And she was like, you know, we were brought up as children, especially as Nigerian children, be super humble. And she's like, that doesn't work in today's business environment. <laughs> and so it is partially I'm trying to change my thoughts around things because just because I felt like this was always the right way to go, I'm realizing that people perceive it as a weakness. And so I have to overcome <laughs> that hum, hum- humile. <laughs> I never know (laughs) the humble way that I'm used to I just had to overcome it because people will literally see it as weakness
1: yeah and two side note that that's a real balancing act Mm -hmm. because you can be humble and still be confident and it'll show and I think that because that's part of the reason why I don't think I would do well like in business world mm-hmm. because while I am very confident in what I know I'm not aggressive and the same thing with me like my my mom and my dad listen let them tell it i hung the moon and the stars okay but my granny was there to give me all sorts of balance and she was definitely like you're not as smart as you think you are <laughs> You're not as pretty as you think you are. You're not as talented. Like, that's how it was growing up. And even, even, I mean, I never took it hard growing up. I always knew where she was coming from when she did that. Now, she's not that way now that I'm an adult. Like, she's my biggest cheerleader now. But growing up, she wanted to be sure I kept a level head. And it was like, Mm-mm. you know, you're no better than anybody else. You, you know, that's just not how we're going to. We don't play that. And we don't do that. We don't look down on other people. You're going to do your best and you're going to shine in your own light without casting shadow on someone else. Mm -hmm. So I I think though that it can be a balancing act that, you know, can be accomplished. So the problem with self-doubt is that it creates fear and it stops you from living the life that you want and deserve. So we're going to boogie on over to the next article and talk about how to deal with self-doubt. The author starts off with a quote, when you doubt your power, you give power to your doubt. And I just want to say, amen. Say that again. <laughs> that is so true. When you doubt your power, you give power to your doubt. And we're not giving power to our doubt anymore. Not in 2000. Not no okay? more. Not no <laughs> I love what you do. So the author talks about how she feels when she enters into a space of self-doubt. And, you know, she says it makes her feel super sensitive. It makes her really quick to take things personally. And she just gives in to the disappointment. When I am full of self-doubt, it does make me a little more sensitive, sensitive to things. But I don't really take things personally. It's not like, like, I don't feel, i'm being attacked but what i will do (laughs) is i'll be like i'll beat up on myself and be like girl that was stupid just don't say nothing else Mm -hmm. just keep your mouth (laughs) shut like that's my go-to is to just be like don't say anything else just drop it even though i may be right but that's where my self-doubt seeps in Mm -hmm. what about you doing
0: how how does it make you feel when you're full of self-doubt i don't know i just feel like like you said like in the world of business people are just far more aggressive so i'm just a little perplexed because my way I, I don't think it's wrong to not be fully sure but in this world right it is wrong in other people's minds to not be fully sure <laughs> and so i feel like i'm just having to opt for something that's not my natural being anymore yeah and yeah. um, in a way, I've felt intimidated because, again, people want me to be something that I'm not. But yeah. in order for me to succeed in this field, I have to be that. And so, yeah. um, you know, you know me, I'm always trying to come up with doing proof ways of being. <laughs> and so I'm coming <laughs> up with like my roundabout way of really trusting in myself and presenting myself as an assured, confident person. So the And the author calls, she calls these voices of self-doubt
1: gremlins. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love yeah. it. So she gives us five steps to muting the voices of self-doubt gremlins. So the first step is to ground yourself. If you find yourself being pulled into negative thoughts stemming from past experiences or comments from others, Staying present is the key to being able to focus on the positive. And she lists different things you can do to ground yourself, like taking a walk, meditating. We have often talked on this show about taking a second to meditate, and you can meditate in so many different ways. Check out past episodes. We've talked about different ways to take a break and meditate in order to get yourself back to the to the present and ground yourself and focus on what is at hand to do. Yeah. The second tip is to balance the negativity. (laughs) And she says, if you find that voices of the critical gremlins, both inner and outer are way too loud, drown them out or at least balance them with your own chance of self-praise. Y'all, I love, I, I love to go back and look at times or look at instances when I was very successful. It makes me feel good. And one of the top things I like to do when like, I feel like the depression, groom and doom monster set in. Y'all, I love to pull out my baby book. No, <laughs>
0: oh, that was way back <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love to pull out my baby book and read like all the things my mom had to say about me. Like, it's making me tear up now. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me tear up now, but it's like one of, it's one of my go-tos when I'm just feeling really bad. It's like, I pull out the book and read all the things that she had to say about it and and even though it's like my mom so of course (laughs) it's
0: great things but even still it literally hits the spot um I do something called like I play the Instagram game with myself so I just think about how people could be scrolling my Instagram or my Facebook and be jealous of me so like (laughs) you know like I, I like Yeah, like I graduated from SMU and, you know, I've traveled a lot of great places and things like that. So, like, people would see that and be like, oh my God, you yeah, know, she's living so great. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, kind of <laughs> makes me feel good because I'm like, you know, of course, we've lived our highs, but we also lived our lows. So, we've seen like everything. But there's people out there that have only seen our highs and I'm like, oh, I'm jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know it's just like um I can't oh gosh I cannot remember it was the name of a segment like on the old Saturday Night Live and when the guy used to be like I'm smart enough I'm good enough and gosh darn it people <laughs> like me oh what was his name I'm gonna remember it and post it later
0: <laughs> um, but <laughs> I have a really quick update Super sure. sense, water broke. She's having this baby. <laughs> oh yes, I saw when her water broke, and I thought,
1: "Oh, I'm getting excited." <laughs> I'm sorry, I
0: just couldn't hold it inside. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, it's,
1: you feel like you know these people because we've been here. Listen, I've been here since Super Story Time on YouTube, <laughs> all before the crayon case, and so you know, it just feels good to. And and she's one of those celebrities that recognizes we've been there from the beginning and she treats us like family so she shares with us so i love that that. okay so i know i have a baby y'all ain't gonna know till my baby about five Mm. months i mean, been you'll know you'll know you'll know i'm just on my thoughts okay so our third tip to get rid of those gremlins is to take a break and again this is something that we've brought up multiple times in this show. Take a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Our bodies, our minds, our spirits are not built to always be on go. So, you know, she gives some examples like doodle, scribble, paint, put on some music, move around. Do what you need to do to take a break. Trap
0: music at yes, work. <laughs> it's not the yes, Like cooking up crack or listening to you crack being cooked up right. while you're at work right. <laughs> right. I don't cook up crack at work I
1: promise like um some I don't know if it was a tweet or it was a meme or something that was like I hate when I walk into work and people are talking to me like I'm not listening like I'm not Stop planning on how I'm going to cook up this yeah. crack and move this dope. And I'm like, that's exact because I typically walk into work like with my earbuds <laughs> in it. And I am like, I don't want to talk right now. Shit, I'm about to do time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the fourth tip is to nurture yourself. And this is one that I think we all struggle with. Um, you know, it's easy to get lost in a sea of self-doubt when we forget to take care of our own needs and <laughs> this is where I find myself looking at the author and going why are you so rude is she reminds us that we need to be sure to stay hydrated drinking plenty of water make sure we get enough sleep make sure we're eating healthy exactly I'm <laughs> like, okay girl what you're trying to prove yeah. <laughs> She also said to keep a gratitude journal. And of course, when she said that, I thought of doing in my journal queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to make sure we take care of ourselves. And it's that same old adage, you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself first. And the fifth and final tip is to be sure to connect with others. While it is important that, you know, we have self-love, Sometimes we need to get support from our group. And that is one thing that I have without any, <laughs> like I don't have to worry about running out of support. I have a lot of different friend groups and all of my friend groups are so supportive. And um, uh, one of my good, good friends, friend of the pod, Toya, who will be on the pod soon, hopefully, <laughs> if she haven't gotten One thing she said in a recent um, Instagram post for Work Then Work, she says, it doesn't matter if I want to sell socks. I know my girls are going to pump me up. And that's the truth. It doesn't matter what we want to do. We support each other. And I think that, honestly, that's probably what's kept me from losing my mind. Is just knowing that I've got great friends
0: who are going to hold me down. Yeah. From um, <laughs> my online store, I have a friend that just buys all my shit. Whether or not anybody else says." <does? laughs> I'm just like I appreciate you so much, but um, yeah, just having different groups of friends, um, it's amazing. Like, we can't do life alone, well. like, it's just especially as women. It was so hilarious because we went to go visit my cousin, and she has a daughter and a son, and so the t- I brought came with my niece as well. So, the niece and the daughter are like super click tight. Both of the boys are super extra uh, introverted. So they would be in opposite ends of the house, not talking to each other. Cool. But the girls were like just very click tight and I'm like, Well, you know, that's that's the joys of being a girl, especially when you're a girl's girl. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's just so funny to see like at a young age, which they're not that young, they're yeah. like high schoolers, but just seeing how women like click together and how we just really yeah. need each other to exist and funny enough they say um sometimes you just get the reassurance that you're not the only one who gets that or has moments of self-doubt and they can help you shift the white knee attitude so last week i weighed in and i ain't lost a damn pound <laughs> i was so pissed it's okay and it's okay. so i text my other friends and they're like well you know sometimes that's it you'll be doing all this stuff and then i even um reached out to my diabetes, like women with diabetes group on Facebook and they're like, yeah, we're doing all of this I mean, a lot of shit. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I just need to know it wasn't just me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's, um, overall, uh, that was my favorite part was connecting with others. I just love, I just yeah. love my women folks. Y'all are so great. <laughs> Zodan is
1: definitely the social <laughs> But, yeah, just to close it all out, you know, we all have moments of self-doubt. Please check out those articles uh, to get more information about what we can do to resolve this horrible self-doubt gremlin because, as we stated before, we ain't got time for that in 2019. It's all about self-empowerment and believing in what we can do and supporting each other in our endeavors.
0: Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod to buy you a drink. So, Chris, would you like to talk about who you're buying a drink this week?
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, well, I have two. So, if you want to go first, you can go first. Or if you want me to go first, it does You doesn't matter. can go first. <laughs> okay, so I want to buy a drink for express shipping. <laughs> Because, listen, I ordered my wig <laughs> on Thursday, and my wig came today. And I've ordered from company, and the, the it's from some country, I can't pronounce. And I've ordered, you know, hair from overseas before, and it's taken a minute. Mm-hmm. This company had a promo where they were doing free express shipping. And I am just so thankful because this wig is about to come in clutch. I have already, I washed my hair earlier today. As soon as we finish recording, I'm going to like kind of not blow dry because it's actually dry, but kind of kind of press through my hair with the blow dryer, you know, and get ready and do my install because this wig is going to save my life <laughs> because I, I don't have natural hair. I do perm my hair, but I only perm my hair like once or twice a year, honestly. And mm-hmm. so um, just in between time, I, I do a lot of protective styles. And so I am excited about my wig. So I just want to buy around for express shipping. And secondly, I want to switch gears and I want to offer a prayer and I want to offer a prayer for our dear friend, Becca and her friend group. I mean, they experienced a tragedy and just to let them all know that we are definitely thinking of you and Becca, we're praying for you and your friend group and we love you and we miss you. We love you. I'm done. Okay. I guess I
0: have two kind of drinks. Okay, this first drink is for the Mississippi State Women's Basketball
2: Team. Yes!
0: I forgot! I forgot! (laughs) So, this past weekend, we won the SEC Tournament. We beat the shit out of Arkansas. (laughs) 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 Ha! Got (laughs) it! But, um, you know, they've been doing a lot of great things these past few years. So, two years ago, we made it to the Final Four. Last year, we made it to the national championship. This year, we have won the SEC tournament. I'm very excited to see where we go in the tournament. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. really excited for them. I'm so happy for them. And then um, <laughs> this other one is for, like, the one person or the two people who respond to my messages on Bumble BFF. <laughs> it's a struggle like if you think about the pressure of online dating and you apply it to like making friends that's bubble BFF. (laughs) so i'm just really glad for the people who actually talk to me out there i i really look forward to
1: once you've gone on a couple of meetings (laughs) and you can come back and just share this whole experience with us because I am really <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see this we're, we're actually going to build a whole show around that. What do you think? We'll see. I think we should. I mean, making friends as adults. Yes. I think that's a topic that we could definitely yeah. do. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
0: so, Dwayne, tell all the people how they can get in contact with us and talk to us and whatnot? Okay, if you want to be my podcast BFF, uh, yes. we're on Instagram is poor. Wait, I'm your podcast, BFF Yeah, but like other side podcast, BFF Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram is poor life decision one decision because we're changing our bad ones one at a time. Um, mm-hmm. then we're on Twitter is PLD Pod, and since I have to wake up to work out, I don't tweet at two o'clock in the morning as much as I used to, but it's still lit at nine p.m. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) check us out on etsy um again it's poor life decision no spaces to find our shop you can find a cool shirt and a mug that you can drink your um big techs or other old fashions or maybe rock and ride slow over ice
1: so (laughs) oh Oh, you know what i also want to give a shout out to um, those of you who have left reviews for us on mm-hmm. iTunes, so if you listen to the show, <laughs> you know that I'm never at a loss for tears. Oh. <laughs> I was to some of the reviews, and I was like in tears because I got I got to the reviews that I knew were from people that we don't know, <laughs> or that I don't. And I was like, oh, and I just thank y'all. And, and we really like, of course, this show is about us trying to fix our lives, but we're trying to help you too. And we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the love that you show. Like, it makes me feel like, okay, we're doing this for a reason because we felt like, I mean, other people were out here struggling like us, but (laughs) the good feedback, like really solidifies that and makes it feel like it's all worth it. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that. And the rest of you, get on there, give us five stars, mm-hmm. and leave us some reviews as well. <laughs> All right.
0: Bye. Love you. Drink some water. <laughs> Bye. See you Bye. next week. Bye.
2: I made it to the end.
1: I nearly paid the cost. I lost a lot of friends. I sat